Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fat Loss Simplified Podcast, where we teach you how you can lose 20 or more pounds of fat, heal your relationship with food, and be proud of what you see in the mirror without obsessing over food choices, spending hours in the gym, or giving up your social life. Today we have with us Kayla Potter, who is the head coach of Life Unlimited Coaching. And so I'm really excited for you to be a fly on the wall as we talk about learning that you're worth prioritizing yourself, learning that fat loss really starts with the realization that you're worth taking care of yourself. We also talk about advice for new moms, healing your relationship with food, and how to make performance the goal rather than just aesthetics. Oh, and by the way, when you make performance the goal, you also get the aesthetics thrown in. So you get the best of both worlds while improving your relationship with food and not having to be obsessive about any of it. But before we get to that conversation, I just wanted to remind you of some opportunities that you have to get involved and to support the podcast as well. Like I've said in the past, I don't ask for anything here. And so if there's one thing that I'm going to ask for, it would be to just subscribe to the show because I want to make sure that when we're putting out information that you find valuable, that it's able to make its way to you. Also, in addition to that, you're helping other people find the show. And so if you find it valuable, you're helping other people to find the show and therefore you're helping them as well. And if you wanted to even go a step further, you could go ahead and rate the show and just go ahead and rate us. Just give us a five-star rating as well as leave us a nice description of what you've found valuable in the show. And that goes a long way into supporting other people who are looking for these exact same solutions. I also wanted to let you know that you can go ahead and send a voice message into the show as well. Maybe you have a, a burning question that you need answered. And you can go ahead to the very last link in the show notes and go ahead and send me a voice message so that I can address whatever question you have on the show. I also wanted to make you aware of some additional links that are usually not in the show notes, but are today because we have our guest Kayla Potter here. And you can go ahead and you can make your way over to her website, which is lifeunlimitedpro.com. You can connect with her on her social media handles and all the links to all her social media is on her website as well. You can also sign up for a free lifestyle assessment as well as their macro mastery guide. And so that's all available for you as well. In addition to the stuff that we normally have, our diet revolution guide, as well as our meal planning automator. The Diet Revolution Guide reveals to you the three most common reasons that most people never reach their goals and the three simple steps you can take to reach them faster and more efficiently than you ever thought possible. And the meal planning automator, again, it plans your grocery lists, it counts your macros, it does all the tedious stuff that you don't like doing. And so go ahead and grab those down in the show notes below as well. And without any further ado, We'll get right into the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Fat Loss Simplified podcast. And today we are here with our very first guest of 2024, uh, the Kayla Potter. And I follow Kayla on Instagram, and she is the Life Unlimited coach. And so if I was you, right, I would listen in. I would lean in to your earbuds because I want my life to be unlimited. So I'm going to lean in and I'm going to listen because that sounds like a pretty good life to have a unlimited life. But um, 
as is the way whenever we have guests here. Uh, we always want to make sure to shine the spotlight on them and kind of let them um, tell you what they're all about. I know that I'm not the coach for everyone. And so I love to introduce uh, other coaches to people so that if I'm not for you, maybe she is. Because as coaches, both of our goal is just to serve people and make an impact. That's our, our number one agenda. So Kayla, uh, we'll start off just simply by asking you, you know, just about yourself, about your family, where you're from, and just some general like, hey, who is Kayla Potter? Sounds good. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. So, you know, excited to be here. Um, so I'm Kayla Potter, as Bryce pointed out, and I'm from Utah. I live in this little town called Mapleton, Utah. It's about an hour south of Salt Lake City. So we experience all of the fun things that Utah has to offer. So all the snow and all of the outdoor activities. Um, I am a mom. I have two kids. I have a seven-year-old boy and a three-year-old girl. Um, I've been married for 10 years now, and I've been in the fitness industry for 13 years now. Wow. And so it's pretty much all I've ever done, to be honest. So I've kind of, and I've done all different facets of it. So I've done strength and conditioning, speed and agility training with high school and junior high athletes. I did that for a couple of years and then I've done personal training and did that for three or four years. And then I owned a gym for four years. Um, that was an adventure. And then, and now I just coach online and, you know, similar to what Bryce does where we get to personalize every aspect of the program to each client and really hone in on nutrition and healthy habits and create a completely personalized experience fitness wise habit wise mindset wise for each individual client no that's awesome and yeah sounds like you had a variety of experiences in the fitness industry and yeah. i've had a variety of experiences just generally in life right so, yeah <laughs> like if we were talking beforehand and i've been a school teacher you know pastor all kinds of different mm -hmm. and varied things, but I love the fitness industry because you are able to serve a broad audience. There's a lot of people out there that are really seeking to have their life optimized. Uh, like your company's name is Life Unlimited. They're seeking to unlock that for themselves, yeah. but there's so much garbage out there when oh. it comes to information about health and fitness. And there's so many brilliant marketers that mm -hmm. teach people to do like a one size fits all thing that gets people trapped in a box and frustrated. And I know uh, that for you, like one of your big things is, is that you want to simplify all those things, which is ironic because that's the whole purpose of this podcast, but simplify yeah. things and make it easy for people. Uh, but I am curious, every coach that I've ever talked to has a story behind why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. And so you told us about your family and where you're from. But what's kind of your story about how you ended up in the fitness industry and what initially gave you that passion for that? So I think specifically my passion for what I'm doing now came from personal experience in not really knowing how nutrition worked to the level that I feel like everybody should know. Okay. Because it's just not something we get very general education when it comes to nutrition. Yep. And then we're thrown into the world and we're bombarded by those marketing magicians like you talked about. And we're taught a lot of different, really 
you know, things that don't serve you <laughs> when it comes to nutrition. And I think the fitness industry, I just kind of was naturally drawn to because I was, I grew up playing sports. I did basketball, softball, you know, I did all the things. And so I was naturally really active growing up. And then, um, so I like to tell people, I just kind of fell into it because I just, that's what I was interested in was learning more about that. But when I had my son and I had my son and I started and I opened the gym like four months in the same four months of the year. Wow. Nobody talked me out of that. I don't know why, but Holy here cow. we are. I know. So <laughs> I have really supportive friends and family. They're like, you go get it, girl. You got this. Um, and I remember, cause that, so that was the first time that I ever really struggled with my weight. Cause I'd always been active and I never really had to worry about it, you know? Mm. And, um, so I think it was, I probably struggled for 18 months just trying to figure out like how to lose that stubborn last 15, 20 pounds, you know? Um, yeah. and I, but what I, from like a mindset life perspective, it took me having to take back control or give myself permission to be a priority in my life to actually make it happen, first of all. And so my first step in actually making it happen was I had to put myself first, literally and figuratively, figuratively throughout the day. So I tell people the thing that changed my life was working out in the morning before anything else happened. Mm. Right. And so, and to put kind of a shine a spotlight on the situation, like I owned a gym. And so I already had to be somewhere at five in the morning. And when I had to be there, I was not there for myself. I was there for a client that wanted to work out at five in the morning. Yep. And so I think I ran into somebody, actually, this is the story. So <laughs> I, I'm trying to dial it in. So the, I went to a conference with a bunch of other gym owners and I ran into somebody and he was like, Oh, I get up at three 30 in the morning. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's oh, yeah, so like, it's like a new mom. Morning. That's like impossible. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, I get up at three 30 in the morning and I do my workout before work. Cause that's the only time I'm ever going to get it in because sales consults and blah, blah, blah. Like he's like naming all the things that we all do every day. Yep. And that was the, what I was running into was I'd show up at the gym and I would do four or five training sessions. And then I had to do, you know, all the, payroll and book work and all that stuff. And then I would have to meet with new people. And so it was just this constant thing. And then after work, I'd go home and I'd have to be a mom. And so it was like, I never had time for me. And I think a lot of the women that I work with, they come to me and they're like, I don't have time. And then we find the time that they didn't know they had, or, or we just reprioritize things so that they realize that they do matter. Cause I think especially moms, we have a hard time. We just put ourselves on the back burner and we will do it later. We'll do, we'll worry about us later. Let's worry about everything else. And so I had fallen into that trap. And so after the conference, I went home and I was just like, you know what? If he can get up at three 30, I can get up at three 30. Oh, <laughs> <So, man. laughs> and I did I set my alarm for three 30. And, um, luckily my son was a good sleeper. So there's that caveat to it, but I, my husband also was really supportive too. So he's like, you know what? This is, if you got to do it, then I'll be the parent during, if you need me. And so, yeah. um, and he was 18 months old by now, my son. 
And so I started, like, I think it was in January, which is cliche, but it just, it just happened to be when it was. And I, um, set the alarm and woke up and worked out. I went to the gym, my gym and worked out for an hour before my client showed up. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that was the best thing ever. Cause I prioritized myself literally. Right. And so then I think I did it for two weeks straight and everything changed at that moment it was like two weeks of prioritizing myself and everything was better. Work was better. I was a better mom. I was more present. I felt better all that stuff. And so then after that happened, then it was just a matter of figuring out the formula that would actually get me the body that I wanted. But I'd already started becoming the person that I wanted to be, which is step number one, in my opinion, Yep. becoming that person. And so then I was trying all the things that everybody tries. So cutting out sugar and not eliminating carbs and paleo and keto and well, keto, I don't even think keto was a thing paleo <laughs> probably not back then it was it probably wasn't. like formulating right it was yeah cooking so at it was that like point. paleo and then um and i wouldn't say they you didn't know, work. carnivore was kind of a thing but not yeah really back it was then, mostly but... just like cutting out carbs because that was a pre-social media world like what people don't realize is yeah. a lot of these things mm -hmm. kind of existed but social media really like exacerbated the issues Oh yeah. That's the health and fitness space had. And mm -hmm. it really put people in certain boxes and people yep. signed up to be parts of certain tribes. And mm -hmm. it, it almost became like these different things were religions. So you're oh, kind yeah. of describing a time that was before social media. Yeah. Um, but now people deal with those things like kind of it's in their face all the time, whereas mm -hmm. it didn't used to be that way. And no. sorry, I kind of went on a rabbit trail. No, you're good. But I just found it interesting that you're recalling a time before social media. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, social media really has taken those issues and put a magnifying glass right yeah. up to them. Yeah, because we, I mean, we had Facebook, but like, it was just different. Yeah. You know, like. It was more like, This was hey, almost a decade ago. I spent, I spent a day with grandma today, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. It was exactly <laughs> that. And so for me. I was just trying all these things that other people had tried and had seen success with. Right. And I wouldn't say that they didn't and, and things that I'd learned in school. Right. Cause I, I was yep. a personal trainer and we'd taken nutrition courses and they talked about it, but it was mostly all about kind of the workout and how to train people at the gym, less more about actually, you know, talking about the nutrition aside from just the general stuff. And so I was, it wasn't until I, so I tried all the things like I, I bought all the special flowers, like the almond flour and the coconut flour. And I got all, I did the no sugar thing and I, all of the things and it, I couldn't stick with it. And there were so many times where I was like, oh, I just need to make it a lifestyle and do this thing and have more willpower. And eventually I just kind of got discouraged because I wouldn't not see results, but I was just not getting where I wanted to go. Right. And it wasn't until I... Because so Alex Hormozy was a mentor of mine when I owned the gym. I don't know. I mean, some people may know who that is, but he had a really good friend named Dr. Trevor Cashy. And they did a, and we knew him because he kind of helped us like create meal plans and stuff for people at the gym. Because I was like in his, their mentoring program. And it was in October. So were you like in the early days of gym launch? I was. Yeah. 
it was the glory days of Jim Lunch. I'm telling you what. <laughs> when Hermosi was, was still in there. But anyway, oh sorry gosh. to interrupt you, but it was, it I was had to awesome. ask the question because I, I know everybody's familiar with Hormozzi now, at least in the entrepreneur world. Uh, yeah. If you're an entrepreneur and you don't know who he is, then sometimes I'm like, then you're living you under even, a rock. Are you even an entrepreneur? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like the glory days of Jim Lunch. They, I was like, we're the OGs. Anyway. So yeah. So he was a friend and he kind of helped form formulate meal plans and helped us like really help get clients results. And so like, I'd even do the meal plan and all that stuff and I'd see the results, but then I really didn't know like what made the difference or mm. how to sustain it or all that stuff. And so it wasn't until it was October of 2018, I think. So where like, I'd basically been prioritizing myself and making myself a priority and working out consistently for nine to 10 months at this point where, and like I said, I was seeing results, but not quite where I wanted. And they did a challenge with like Dr. Cashy basically like orchestrated it and he had a couple he had coaches and he whoever wanted to sign up could sign up and so I was like me sign me up and working with them was so eye-opening to me and it I almost didn't believe that it would work because of everything that I'd been taught mm -hmm. and everything that spoon-fed to everyone out there where it's like oh you can't have carbs and you sugar is bad for you and artificial sweeteners are terrible. And because to add to the layer of confusion that I already had, like it's already out there. My dad is a founder for an herbal supplement company. And mm. in that circle, the holistic health circle, like sugars, the devil, <laughs> artificial sweeteners are terrible. Don't even touch them. If it's not organic and like, uh, like, milk oh why do you even drink that stuff like it's like everything's bad and oh so man i, I wouldn't was, survive in that world no it okay so i was like fed all of the stuff and i thought i was doing the right thing and i was and it's not that i was doing the wrong things it's just that it really overcomplicated everything right and so then i jump into this program and i told myself i'm just gonna trust everything they say and i'm just gonna run with it because it was a 12-week thing and then we could keep going if we wanted to and I just wanted to see how it would work. And there were multiple times where I think I was like, well, but I think I asked like in the first couple of weeks, cause they have us eat off of like a specific food list for the first two weeks. And it, it's like an anti-inflammatory type thing. Mm. And it really helps kind of get your, you jump started and they get an idea of how many calories you kind of eat on a regular basis. And then their whole idea is like, let's get you eating more and more while still losing weight and um which is similar to a lot of coaches out there we yeah. want to reset your metabolism and so they the first two weeks we went through that and then after that I think I was like okay so what do I do if I'm craving sugar I think that was a question I specifically asked and they were like well why are you not eating it and I was like well because I can't because you know and they were like because it's no. not on the list or something it's like that. it's not on the list or whatever <laughs> and they were like and it was like the first time where they were like no you can have it just track it and see how your body feels and responds to it and then make a rational decision about whether or not you're going to have it in the future and I was like what and I remember being like so I can have a packet of M&Ms and it's okay they were like oh yeah whatever you want. And I was like, 
okay. And so at that point I was like, now it was like a game. Like I was like, can I have M&Ms to still lose weight? Can I have this and add it in and all of this stuff? And at the time, at the end of the 12 weeks, like I had never been leaner and I felt amazing and I never cut out anything. Like the only thing I did was just made sure that it fit my numbers for the most part. And it was just like everything, everything was better. And I was like, that is so much easier. Yeah. Way easier. That I'm like, why don't, why doesn't everybody know this? And so that at that point I was like, I took it back to gym people. And I was like, this is what we're doing. Everybody's. And so then we just started coaching all of the people that way, because I was like, no, forget everything I've ever said. <laughs> we're starting over because, you know, it was yeah, just at some point people enjoy what they enjoy. And if mm -hmm. in their mind, they can never enjoy those things, mm -hmm. then they're not going to move forward. No. Like I was talking to somebody literally yesterday and they were expressing to me that the reason that they never really stuck anything to anything for a long period of time is because they were like, you know, I just want to enjoy my life and it doesn't matter who I talk to. They tell me that I can't have X, Y, or Z for whatever crazy, ridiculous reason. Yep. And I was like, uh, that's not the case. Like, it's not about the food. It's about how we relate to it and mm -hmm. what it like triggers us to do. And if we are triggered to like overconsume, then that's not like something to beat us up over about. Like, right. Don't be hard on yourself. Just it's a moment to self-reflect and be like, okay, why did that happen? Mm -hmm. Because I can still have that as long as I understand why the undesirable behavior happened and how can I fix it? And yeah. the ironic thing is, is that most of the time the undesirable habit happens, like you have M&Ms mm -hmm. and you end up eating a family size bag of M&Ms. And the reason why most people do that ironically is because they've been restricting and saying no for so long, your willpower only lasts you so long mm -hmm. and your calorie deficit can only get you so far. Mm -hmm. And then at some point your body's going to be like, I either need more calories or I don't want to be told no anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's going to ramp up those cravings. And then you, it's like, there's nothing you can do. You're helpless at that point. So yeah. that's a, that's an awesome lesson to learn. It was, it was cool. And so it's been fun to like, see the same shifts happen with my clients. Like when they're like, well, I want to have popcorn. And I'm like, okay, have some popcorn. I don't, what's the problem? <laughs> and they're yeah. like, what do you mean I can have popcorn? Just have some popcorn. Okay. Like, and so it's, that's been kind of my favorite thing is to break that belief across the board is that like, there's no bad food. It's yep. just food. Your body's going to utilize it exactly how it needs to. And then it just depends on how much and how your body specifically responds to it. Cause for me, like there's certain things that I know that it's like, well, I'd rather just not have that because it makes me feel bloated and I know, you know, yeah. or, and it's not worth it. But yeah. other times it's like, no, today it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. And it becomes and a personal it, choice. Yeah. Yep. But it all becomes, it's like all the powers back in your hands. And I think before it was like the power was in the food's hands somehow, like sugar was bad. So I needed to avoid it completely. And that gave sugar power somehow. Like it was yeah. like, and. <laughs> or it gives like these dieting companies power because mm -hmm. if you can't have sugar. Let's let's all be honest. 
Yeah. That's not going to last forever. No. And so it gives them the power because it, it forms this relationship and this belief with whatever that diet is, whether it be mm -hmm. Weight Watchers or whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. But yeah. if they say you can't have sugar, they're probably like not legitimate and you should probably stay away from whatever that said thing is. Mm -hmm. But it forms an unhealthy relationship independence with that diet company because mm -hmm. in your mind, the only thing that ever works is when you're doing their stuff. Mm -hmm. but you can't do their stuff forever. It's not reasonable. Mm -hmm. And so it forms this relationship where you're on it and you see results, but you can't stay on it. And so you go off and then you gain the weight back and it's just back and forth. Mm -hmm. Hence the term yo-yo dieting. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And as coaches, we see it all the time. All the time, all the time. So that was kind of, that. that was probably... I liked it because it was a, it was personal testimony of what actually truly happened to me and not just like, well, I learned this. And so we're going to try this. It was like, no, I was my own experiment. Yep. And so I know it worked. And so it was really fun to take clients through the same thing and be able to walk them through the struggle. Cause I struggled too. Like there were times where I was like, I don't know how to plug this into my fitness pal the right yep. way or all that stuff. And so I learned all of the nuances myself and have been able to kind of coach them through it and how to handle, you know, family dinners and all that stuff and still stay on track while still enjoying yourself and not feeling limited at all, which is, you know, that's what's kind of the whole thing, your life unlimited. Yep. Right. Um, that's what led to the name of your business. There you go. That's what, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Love so, it. yeah, that was, yeah, exactly. And I remember, uh, well, I can't say I remember. Uh, I, it was just a few months ago, actually. But I was talking to a client and they were expressing to me that they really struggled with cookies in particular. Mm -hmm. And they said, whenever I have a cookie, I want to have like 10. Yeah. And I was like, well, why? Like, just really sit with that and ask yourself why. And she was like, well, because first of all, I realized that I can't have cookies. And I said, why? <laughs> right. Going back to that question, like, well, who told you that? And she was mm -hmm. like, well, I was working with, and I don't, I never like to like throw people under the bus, yeah. but she was working with another coaching company that literally gave grades. And it was like, you, she met with her coach every week and it was like, kind of the meeting was you passed or failed this week. And so oh, in her mind, like she was like, well, I already had a cookie, so I guess I got an F. So I might as well like really get an F kind of idea. Oh, and so I was like, no, that's not how we do things. Like, no. and so I told her, I said, I want you to make a point to eat a cookie every single day and just enjoy the moment. And then mm -hmm. when you are like, you know, I want to have another one, realize that you can just tomorrow, because what you're going to do is you're going to teach your brain that nothing's off limits. You just need to have a good relationship to it. Yeah. And that moment for her, like, I think she lost like six pounds in those two weeks just because that behavior was set aside mm -hmm. and it was an unbelievable change. But as you were talking, something popped into my mind simply because I know a lot of brand new moms in my life right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I have like five friends that just had babies. Yeah. You being like a personal trainer, having been in the fitness space for a long time, like when you had your kids, 
you kind of knew how to navigate that afterwards. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to like a new mom who wants to get back into it, but also realizing that she needs to take care of herself first and let herself recover before she like does a bunch of stuff, like kind of as someone that's been through it as a mom, what advice would you give to other moms who recently had kids and want to get back into it, but are just trying to figure out when's the right time for them? So I would say if I were to put blanket statements on it, one would be take your time. Like don't rush it because there's really no point. And then don't compare yourself to other people. Yep. Because I'm one where when like me, specific, I, there's tons of women out there that they have the baby and then they're just right. But it's like nothing. They didn't even have one. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's like they're, they were built for it. They were built for it. Right. And I'm just not one of the, like I, it takes me a long time to get back to like I would even argue that I'm there's I'm stronger than I ever have been but I'm also I don't feel like I'm free baby body again and I have three-year-old do you know what I mean yeah. and so and because there's I mean I'm, I've set other goals I've been trying powerlifting so different thing but but so um I would say that like, don't compare yourself is the biggest one because your body's going to take as long as it's going to take. And if, as long as you're doing the things that you know, you need to be doing. So you're, you're, and you have good habits in place. And so that does mean that you're not following some crazy diet and you're actually fueling your body and listening to it and supporting your metabolism and supporting your workouts. When you do work out again, then you'll get where you need to be wherever that is. And then also realize that your body's never going to be the, exactly the same. And that's okay because you created a life and that's amazing. No, I love that. You also said something else that I really, really love. And it's the frame through which mm -hmm. I coach, particularly women. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that you mentioned that you're setting new goals for yourself in regards to powerlifting. And mm -hmm. I love that because a lot of times in our society and in our culture, there's this mm -hmm. mindset of aesthetics. You have to yeah. look a certain way. And women in particular get that in their minds that they want to look like so-and-so model, or they want to look like they did in high school or those kinds mm -hmm. of things. And my question typically is, well, let's just say that you did achieve that goal, that you did look like said model that you idolize, whoever that is. I'm not throwing out names here, but yeah. you know, maybe you're a woman out there, you're hearing this and a name just popped into your mind. So substitute that name in there. If you were to achieve that body, would that help you to serve your kids better? Would that help you to perform better? Would that give you better mental clarity? And the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. But building strength mm -hmm. and building muscle will achieve all those things. And the, the irony of it all is that you'll probably look better mm -hmm. and you will probably feel better and you'll be able to maintain it far easier. And I think that that's what people really want. Mm -hmm. Because regardless of how these models or whatever are portrayed on TV or magazines or whatever, when you see them in person, they don't really look like a normal human being. Yeah. They, they have gone to extreme lengths 
to achieve the way they want to look in a magazine or on the screen. And that's just not realistic for people. And it's not going to serve them. And it's not going to give them the ability to show up for the people in their life that they love mm -hmm. the way that, that they should and the way that they really desire to. I think that at the end of the day, most people want to serve their family and the people that they love. And powerlifting is one of the most supportive communities to do that in. So oh gosh, it's fun. It's awesome. Well, and what's cool about the, like I, so I'm working with a coach right now and he, I started working with him. I think I was like three months postpartum. So it's like when I started getting back into it and he was the one that he kind of shifted my focus and was like, look, if you can do 10 pull-ups, squat 250, and like he like named all the bench, whatever, yep. and and do all these things and run um, wind sprints at X amount or run a mile at, you know, run an eight minute mile. He's like, you're going to look like you can. Yeah. But he's like, but you're not going to be focused on the like what you look in like in the mirror or what the yep. scale says because and what's cool about progress in the gym and i think this is a huge shift for women especially if they've like only ever worked out in like group fitness classes yeah. and done stuff like that is you can't you can't track progress in group fitness classes you know like you really can't because you're you show up and the workout's different every time and so you're just kind of following along and you might be getting stronger. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe you grabbed 15s this time. Maybe not, but there's, it's really hard to track progress. And so when you work out in the way where you're actually trying and focusing on building strength, that progress is undeniable. <laughs> like obviously you're building muscle because you used to be able to squat 185 and now you can squat 205 like that straight up like there's yep. no way that you can deny that you are stronger and so that's what's been cool for me is you can't deny the fact that you are gaining muscle when over the course of a year you've been able to increase your lifts by x amount you know yep. and um and that's been cool to me is not paying attention to the things that especially i think in the fitness industry are pushed because i've i mean I don't, I'm, I'm sure for men too, right. Is like, if you don't look the part or whatever, then like, why would you hire them? And it's like, well, yeah. find the part. Like, yeah. I think for women, it's looking to models or, or celebrities mm -hmm. for men. It's looking to bodybuilders, like bodybuilders yeah. are the epitome. But mm -hmm. again, the irony is that when it comes to their personal life, bodybuilding truly is a very self-focused mm -hmm. endeavor. And if you're yeah. so focused on aesthetics, it will take you away from focusing on your family and your relationships. But if you focus on strength, the aesthetics will follow without focusing solely on yourself all the time. <laughs> and exactly. you, you get what you want mm -hmm. while also not having to ignore everyone in your life, which nobody yeah. really wants. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a awesome, awesome lesson to learn. Um, well, Kayla, there's two other questions I have for you. Okay. One is just kind of a blank check that I like to give to everybody. Yeah. If there was like one thing that we have not covered, or I haven't asked that you want to make sure that everyone knows when it comes to either your story or their relationship with food, 
what would that thing be that maybe I missed out on and, and forgot to ask you? Hmm. That's a good question. I think we've covered all of the high points, honestly. Okay. Awesome. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be hard. Focus yep. on being the person you need to be and performing and like increasing in the gym more than because you can't watch flower bloom anyway. So you can't watch yourself change in the mirror very easily. Yeah. No, <laughs> anyway, you can't. Um, no, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And, and yeah, I would it's say not possible. Yeah. One thing is if you are really genuinely trying to make changes is track as much data as you possibly can. And so not only are you tracking your workouts and your progress in your workouts, but do track your weight. Like it's just, it's just there. You need to know what it is. And then your measurements take pictures if you have like an apple or a like a aura ring or anything like that where you actually track your recovery, you know, track that and pay track your food. Just pay attention to every little aspect of it that you can and kind of turn it into a science experiment and have fun with it. And just learn about your body specifically so that you know how much protein you need and how you feel when you eat specific amounts and um how your how you perform in your workouts based off of that and how much sleep you get and how your workouts feel and if you're a woman track your cycle too and see how it all plays together because if you do it that way and you're focusing on all of those little nuances and things instead of focusing on this outcome that you're trying to achieve you're going to learn a lot about you and then you're also going to know exactly what it's going to take for you to get where you need to be whatever you define that is as so if you're trying to build strength, you'll know how many calories you need, what protein goal you need to hit, how much sleep you need, and you'll take the time to actually prioritize it because it's factual, not just emotional. Yep. Make it factual, not emotional. One of the cool things about using the scale, and it can go either way, right? Whether yeah. or not you advise a client to use a scale. But one of the cool things about using a scale is when a client realizes that, wait a minute, I woke up this morning and I was 155. Now mm -hmm. I'm 160. There's no way I ate 17,000 calories, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and realizing like, oh, it doesn't mean what I think it means. It doesn't no. mean fat gain. It, it means a lot of things, but it doesn't mean that always. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it does, but not always. It's just data. That, it's just uh, data. Then that's it. But- the last question I have for you is what part of your story do most of your clients really resonate with? And what lesson do you hope that most of them take away from their time and their experience with you? I think the biggest one is that they are worth it and they're worth the time. Cause, and a lot, we have clients from that are full-time moms and they're just staying at home and taking care of five kids. And then we have some that balance a business or balance a job on top of that. Um, but all of them, when they jump in, I think that's the biggest lesson they learned is that whether they have 20 minutes or they have an hour, just taking that time to set aside for themselves is worth it. Not only for them, because they're getting a lot out of it, but it's worth it. So they can turn around and then fill everybody else's cup because they filled their cup first. Yep. I absolutely love that. So if you are in need of a coach and that resonates with you and you think to yourself, you know what, 
I have not been prioritizing myself at all. I've been taking care of everybody else, losing out on sleep, you know, and for moms in particular, right? Dinner yeah. time rolls around, you're feeding the kids, and then you end up like eating dinner by yourself over the sink, like stop doing those things. And if you need support in doing that, reach out to Kayla. Um, she's your go-to person for that. And uh, she can help you out and get you to your goals of having your life unlimited, unlocking that life unlimited mindset. And uh, that'll take you far in life. So thank you very much, Kayla, for your time today. And yeah, uh, I, I definitely found it valuable. And I hope all of our listeners did as well. Actually, I know they did. And so thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you. Oh, and P.S. Always take a look down in the show notes below as there is links to my other social media handles. You can go and follow me other places as well as there's probably a resource down there that'll be helpful for you.